Did you guys know rabbits can't fart? Oh, you know what? I think Gordo's wrong again. Hold on. No, rabbits can't produce gas. That's why if you give them gassy food, they'll die. Rabbits do fart. In fact, rabbits fart a lot. It's an essential part of their digestive health. But while it might sound fun to have a little tooting bunny run around, you probably won't hear rabbits fart very often. Where do you... (laughs) I just don't understand you. Like It's like Gordo has a different internet than everybody else. I got that Kim Jong internet. And you volunteered this information. This wasn't like... (laughs) You came up out of nowhere to tell us this. Like you read Wikipedia after somebody edited it. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show. Rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny went 13 episodes with only one season on Fox. They were talking about episode one, which is called Welcome to Sweet Knuckle Junction, originally airing March 27, 2002. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, most of the boys, Nick, Ferg, and Gordo. No Joe this week. What's going on, guys? I'm a talking bunny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Uh, everyone, that Joe hates the fans and missed Fanuary. Joe does hate the fans. Actually, Gordo missed a week of Fanuary himself. So uh, (laughs) I had COVID. So yeah, we're 0 for 2 on Fanuary weeks. Uh, Joe just had a birthday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Joe's (laughs) birthday was yesterday. Joe had a birthday recently. Yeah, not today, the day of the recording, but he had a birthday in this general area of time. So yeah, yesterday technically. Yeah, he needed to decompress from his day of sitting at home on his birthday. So yeah, we mentioned it already. It's Fanuary. This is week two of Fanuary. To enlighten anyone who doesn't already know, what we did was this year when the Spotify Raps came out, we are doing. Uh, anyone who was like showed us that we were part of their top five podcast is our way of saying thank you. We were allowing them to pick a show, so we figured let's start the year off with them. We're doing Fanuary. We kind of we're gonna leak out of January a little bit, but that's cool because. Spotify wrapped is a top five list usually, so we're going to do a top five. So we have five picks. We're going to go five weeks in a row. Leaky. It's fine this because week... January's four weeks, but Fanuary's far longer. It, Everybody knows yes. that. That's true. So, yes. And uh, this is actually the only Fanuary pick from a fan that we actually know. So this one is Ryan's pick. Ryan went to school with us. He was part of our grade. So we've known him for uh, probably 25 plus years, I guess. More than that. We've almost been we've almost been out of yep. school for twenty years, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've probably yeah I know. closer to thirty. <laughs> well that is disgusting when you say it out loud. <laughs> but um yeah. That, thanks, Ryan, for being uh an awesome thanks, listener of the show and, and being kind of a, a huge supporter of ours, so we appreciate that. Uh sorry thanks, Joe bud. hates you and want to be part of this episode. <laughs> he but, specifically um, said he didn't want to be a part of this episode. Yeah, but uh Greg the Bunny was your pick, which is funny because Greg the Bunny was Kind of Funny. Gordo's pick at one point in time, but he, he confused the shows and we did Unhappily Ever After instead. Correct. Having seen the episode now, though, I understand why Gordo was confused. And I'm in the same boat as Ferg. We talked about this before we signed on. Um, but I thought I had seen the show 
it was completely new to me. I had no clue what this was. And I'm thinking maybe I thought the other show was Greg the Bunny also at one point. I had the same problem. Uh, I saw that. I remember the name Greg the Bunny. Uh, but I once I saw the screenshots, I said, this is not what I thought it was. And it was unhappily ever after. Um, but I do remember Seth Green uh, being a part of the show, but I didn't know Eugene Levy. I do remember the show. Again, it was a quick run. Only had, it, I said 13 episodes because they made 13. I think only 11 made it to television. And then like the other two are now on the DVD. But I remember seeing it, but I didn't like, I didn't watch the whole season, but I definitely caught a couple episodes when it was on originally. This is, I don't know, our sophomore year. We've talked about this before. Like, we're not home at 8 o'clock watching TV most nights, so mm. it's kind yeah. of a tough time for us to, like, really be on top of television shows. Yeah, I had no idea the plot of this show, and I, I get really strong, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit vibes as a whole from it. But just well, the, puppets, great, really? the puppets living in the human world and stuff. Instead well, of this was very Muppet-like. Yeah, in, yeah. Like, that's what I was going to say. I was gonna say. It's more of a Muppet vibe than anything. And it's Muppet in the way that, like, they live in society and they're acknowledged as regular functioning beings that live on Earth with us. You know what I mean? And it, it's not like, um, it, it's just acknowledged. It's like one of those things that everyone just kind of accepts as, as reality. One thing I had read about the show was the short one they think was, like, maybe part of the issue was, like, this was advertised as, like, this is a, a puppet show for adults. But then, like, when the show actually comes out, like, there's some jokes and tones in there, but it's not that dirty of a show. No. But they kind of promoted yeah. it that it would be. So people who were, like, excited for a more adult Muppet show essentially didn't really get that. Well, I mean, it's kind of double-edged, too, because the people who were excited for more an adult, more of an adult show didn't get it. And the people who stayed away because it was right. an adult show, oh, they also lost them. So... <laughs> Which is funny. Now, we we got an adult Muppet show and it wasn't great. All right, it was. I love that great. show. <laughs> we covered it. God, like two years ago. Now, we've said before too. It's like jo jokingly, it was like the 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 episode we almost didn't publish because Ferg was so adamantly against how dirty it was after we recorded <laughs> it. Uh, question: Did this rival uh, the other Bunny show? No, they were both Fox properties, I believe. Wasn't what it unhappily ever after? I think unhappily ever after was Fox, but I'd have to. It definitely was. There's definitely no way that it wasn't. Actually, Why there was because as I pull up my old notes, it was on the WB. <laughs> so oh, it was, okay. Yeah. I was going to say the only other one that I was thinking would be the WB from back then because they <laughs> they used to do kind of. Oh, was racy. that the other one you were yeah, going to say? <laughs> Why are you always wrong? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Never right guy. Uh, but, so yeah, uh, unhappily was ninety five to ninety nine. What was this? Was um now be careful when you look this up because two. Yeah. So here's what happened. The wow. show comes out in two thousand two, and then you'll see another version of Greg the Bunny from two thousand five. Because what happened was this show before it even made it to Fox started on like a public access uh, channel in Manhattan, and it was part of a show called junk tape like that's it's like how you little, know it's good <laughs> so it's like little sketches and then <laughs> ifc picked it up and then eventually the fox shows developed 
after the Fox show ends a couple years later, IFC picks it up again and creates like its own little show after the fact. So this kind of lived in different worlds, but I, I think really most people would only know this Fox version. Uh, I never saw the other IFC stuff after it looked like they did a lot of parody stuff with the characters. Oh, cool. And then the, um, the main, the producer, Stephen Levitan in this has, is responsible for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like modern family, just shoot me. Like he's, yep. he's got like a realistic, uh, like an impressive credit list. It's funny. If you look him up though, Greg, the bunny is in his like top five things you might know him for, which yeah. I thought was strange considering his, you know, resume because what well, just shoot me too. Yeah. So maybe it's just that he has five that, you know, so it's still in the top five, you know, like maybe like the yeah. next one, he, he, his next like big hits going to push this one out. <laughs> but which one's just shoot me. Is that David Spade? That's the David Spade show. Yeah. Ironically, we will, you know, we might be talking about David Spade later on to, in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. But real quick, I just want to remind everyone, s21pod.com, that's where you can find all the links to our social medias everywhere. It's just kind of the one-stop website that takes you to everything that you need for us, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, where to listen, all that stuff. Also, uh, scores, IMDb has this series as a 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have anything. So um, I think kind of a fair score. We'll, we'll dissect it as we talk about the episode itself, but kind of what you'd expect something like this to be. Yeah, that sounds about right. But no, it's no surprise these older shows never have anything on on um Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's tough because yeah. you know we've talked about this a million times before. Like, I like to give some sort of a gauge for ratings, but a lot of these older shows, unless you're going back, you know, this this is a show that it's funny because even twenty two years ago, like or the internet's not like the same, and so like all these rating sites and stuff didn't really exist. So yeah, unless you're going back and rating some random show that doesn't exist on any streamer anymore. Like what's the point? Yeah. Uh, we should be rating these by the way. I don't know why we're not. Yeah. We, we, are are the, we are the leading experts in at least the first episodes of these, which are in their own category on IMDb, right? Like you don't have to rate the whole show. You can rate just that episode. That's true too. We should really be doing that. Yeah. We should and go back all hundred and some odd episodes. We need to hire someone. But that costs money. <laughs> but, AI um, to do it for us. <laughs> I'm sure a fan would want to do it for us. Let us know. Um, but yeah, so I, I think at this point we might as well get into the episode itself. Starts right off the bat with the intro. It, it's there's a little bit of a j- jingle. It kind of has that Muppet vibe in the beginning. It's the we can sing and dance yep. and we don't need pants. <laughs> We're just like you and you. You see uh, Count Blah, pantsless, <laughs> in, in the beginning. Count and Blah, Blah. <laughs> blah, Blah. Blah, Blah. And you kind of see all these real-world situations that they have these puppets in to kind of show you that this is, you know, like I said before, they kind of live in, on Earth with us. They're not just, you know, they're not puppets. They're not inanimate objects. I think it's weird that they're called puppets. Anybody else, like... Because Puppet insinuates that something is controlling you, right? But that's not how they're perceived here. They're perceived that they are their own living beings. I thought... Well, I feel like that's what the Muppets did, right? When they just kind of altered a little bit. But then, like, if you if you call these, like, the Duppets, you know, like, what like what else are you going to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, why couldn't they just be, like, stuffed animal, like, something of of that, like, Well, they you know, kind of do that. They, you know, they... 
they are uh, known as fabricated Americans later on is, <laughs> is how they're referred. So they, they do kind of do that. <laughs> And yeah, they they touch on the, the it's just kind of like racial segregation. It is, at this it, point. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of the undertone of it. I do like in this intro. There's some of the situations you see Jimmy, the the main character of the show, holding Greg up so he can use a urinal, and you see um, <laughs> yeah. Warren is in the middle of getting a DUI, and you have Count Blah mooning as he's driving by. So it's <laughs> it, it is trying to lean into that, like this is a little bit more adult. adult but yeah, but the intro I think has more suggestive situations on the rest of the episode uh does oh for sure and just with the muppet comparison it's like greg the bunny's voice he sounds just like being the bunny or rizzo the rat like it's almost got, the yeah that rizzo voice, voice yeah yeah i I, I, I looked was, it up it's not him no i was not. positive it was gonna be somebody like popular and it's not that dan milano is the guy who voices him it's not that he's not popular it's just that I haven't heard his like he's been on like a bunch of robot chickens, which I may have heard in passing, but they're so quick on robot chicken. Um, yeah. Then uh, in, like his first like uh, I was just looking at it. Where is it? His you, first Howard, I'm dying. 2002 to 2005. So three years. The only thing he did was Greg the Bunny. He did Mad TV, Greg the Bunny. This this show, and then the Greg the Bunny reunion show. So he kind of he rode the Greg the Bunny train for a little while. He had a spinoff uh, about Warren the Ape. That was yeah, on MTV, no. which is which I saw that and do not remember it at all. Me neither. Me neither. I thought um this was funny when you did you see that like so the band Ween Wiz approached to write a theme song for the show and they did one and it was rejected, and then there was another group called Hyperjinx Tricycle which was also approached to do a theme for the song, uh for the show did one and again it was rejected. <laughs> Who? But um, that band ended up just releasing the song on their album, and it's called Greg the Bunny. But like, why are they reaching out to all these bands? Like, this isn't quite right. This isn't quite like. Are you I'd not love giving, to hear the Ween one. Are you not work. giving like proper instructions as to what you want out of these songs? Are you giving them like just free reign, and then it's not exactly as you imagined? Ferg's our resident, you know, expert on on the intro themes. I'm curious to what you think of it because I personally didn't like it at all. Oh, I yeah, like this it a, one. I, I had no strong feelings about this one. There was no catchy thing to pull you in, and I was a little, to be honest, distracted by what was going on on the screen. Yeah, true. Like, I, I got to see the Count from Sesame Street. I know it's not really him, but Moon somebody. So I'm like, hey. It's <laughs> not like a complete, like, ass. it's not like a big earworm thing that you're going to yeah. get, like, stuck in your head, but it's fine. It's not I thought bad. it was, like, I thought it was, like, overwhelming. Like, it's just, like, right in your face, loud. And like Ferg said, there is a lot going on on the screen, so that was probably part of it. But I don't know. I just felt like I was getting jumped by the song. I thought it was fun. Like, they, they, they kind of lean into that, like, upbeat, Muppety type of thing instead of doing that early 2000s where everything was kind of butt-rocky. Like, I'm glad yeah. they didn't go that route, which probably was what most other versions would have sounded like. Yeah. I think uh, one of the best puppet shows that has a good theme song that fits is you ever watch Crank Yankers? I was gonna say Crank. Oh Yankers. yeah, I forgot about that and intro. It's funny because that would have fit this show too. It's just like you need that that speed for anything with puppets. Yeah. So outside of the intro, we get into the first scene and we, we we start with narration from Greg, and he's saying that there's 3.2 million fabricated Americans in the U.S. alone, 
and then goes into saying that most people would rather use them to clean their cars than to date their daughters. That kind of goes back to that like racial undertone thing that you said earlier, which was definitely leaned into a bit here. And didn't, I mean, didn't Fozzie Bear also <laughs> deal with that? Yeah, the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, yes, they they kind of tackle that a little bit on that show. When, hey, when they're doing the it here, girl. I mean, they're even playing Stevie Wonder's "Living for the City." as that narration's happening Mm -hmm. to really drive in what they're secretly talking about in, in this respects sex. The thing is take away the fact that they're puppets say, do you want your daughter dating a rabbit, a real rabbit? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a weird, that's why you can't I don't know make how to say it. Like, comparison I know, with the with, with yeah, I get that both shows attacked like, an, it, animal but puppets, <laughs> but it's also a world that like I can't relate to because I don't live in a world where these creatures live uh, amongst if, people. So I don't know only. what that dynamic is like. You know what I mean? I mean, it's there's a lot of them too. That what what did they say? Three million, three point two um, million. Just so in that's the US. like what that's like one percent of the entire U.S. population is puppets now. So. I want to, and that's kind of what, I don't know if they ever get into it, but, like, have they always been a thing? Did they just, like, pop up one day? Like, I'm really interested in the ethos of where these puppets came from. Um, I don't think they'll ever get into it. One day it. a guy fucked a sock puppet, and then <laughs> they just all came to life. There was too much DNA in a jizzy sock one day. <laughs> I'm a talking bunny. <laughs> I'm a jizzy bunny. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to mention a weird pivot now to go back to that TV Wonder song, Living for the City. Uh, In 2004, Rolling Stone listed that as number 104 in its top 500 greatest songs of all time, which it is a phenomenal song. I never understood those lists. Like, who's making them? Just random people who work there. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, and... you know it's somewhat subjective i don't know if they have fan polls and stuff too i would say not even stevie wonder's best song but whatever but yeah what, so, would you say is... what do you consider his best song yeah i love my sherry amore uh so that's probably my favorite song but then he has so many other big hits too um oh yeah like, he, i'm just going lover. through his yeah part-time lover isn't she lovely that's what part-time lover is a great song uh yeah wow that's a tough tough to pick in the early days of American Idol, I used to love American Idol in its first few seasons. And my favorite thing was every single time someone did Stevie Wonder, I would go, Paula would cry. That. Randy Jackson will hate it. No, Randy Jackson loves Stevie Wonder so much that anytime <laughs> someone else did one of his songs, like it's just impossible to do it as well as him. So it's going to be a no for me, dog. You ain't Stevie. Yeah. You're just setting yourself <laughs> up to fail. They were fucked because they did Stevie Wonder week one year, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Everybody failed. So um, to get back into the show, Greg's saying that some of his best friends are humans. And this is when you see him heading into his apartment and he shares that with Jimmy. Jimmy, played by Seth Green, who's playing pinball in the dining room area. I always wanted to own a pinball machine, so I was very jealous of that. That's the kind of thing if I owned, I'd be excited to own and I'd use it like twice. And then it would just get done. <laughs> Unless you have yeah, like, yeah. a game room or a bar, like. You need variety with pinball, you know? I can't play the same one. Although, I have. When we used to hang out at the comic book store a lot, um, we all played that. Which one was that? Was it the Star Wars one? The Simpsons one was there for a The Simpsons one. That's what it was, yeah. We would all compete on that. But, I mean, 
it's the atmosphere. Uh, it's fun. It's like something to do. But if there was one at home, it would be more annoying than anything unless you lived alone. Or, I mean, that you'd have to live in like a single family too. That shit would be loud. Well, where it's positioned in their house, it's almost like it's like a luxury item, but it somehow makes their house look messy because it was like in the middle of like the apartment and it was in the way of everything. So, yeah, Greg walks in. He's asking Jimmy, like, why he's even home this early. And this is when we find out that Jimmy's a pool boy. And it's not as he expected the job to be from what he saw in the movies. It's not a bunch of just horny women. (laughs) It's just people who want him to clean the pool. I thought that was funny. They just want me to clean their pool. Now, is he an add-on by Fox, or was he part of the original series that got picked up by them after? Uh, I don't know how he was attached to the project, to be honest with you. I know he wasn't, like, a creator or anything like that, so I, okay. I don't really know where he came into play as far as, like, when I read up on it, that it didn't have it specifically mentioned. You know what's funny is this is after all the Austin Powers movies. So Really? He's, yeah, he's, he did three First Austin least, Powers movies. Yeah. First one was 97. Maybe the, I don't think Goldmember was out by now. No, it was same year, but it was, was it? 97, 99, and 02. Okay. But yeah, and he had already been in a ton of stuff at this yeah, point. Yeah, and you like, see him, and it's kind of like he feels like a, like a, I don't know, like what the word I'm trying, like not I guess, unimportant, but like. Yeah, I, I think to, to aid to what you're saying, it's almost like he doesn't, to, to not put it the wrong way, he doesn't like have like a star power vibe attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he starred in Airborne, all right? He's yeah. a big star. I also subconsciously hate him, but only because of his fake character on Entourage. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that <laughs> oh my god, he's the worst on Entourage. Yeah, he's such a douche. Uh yeah, no, I was always a fan of Seth Green. But um I always get him mixed up with the guy who made Family Guy. Seth McFarlane cuz they're both yeah. Seth. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Do you mix me and you up? Sometimes you look in the mirror and go, "Ooh, <laughs> Ferg, what are you doing here?" <laughs> I can see why you'd mix them up, though. They, as you said, they're both Seth, but I mean, he did Robot Chicken, which is parallel to Family Guy. They're both big pop culture shows. Well, no, they both did Family they, Guy. They too. both did Family Guy too. He's Chris. He's, um, yeah, he's Chris Griffin. I know he vo- he voices, oh, yeah. but he's not like the creator. He no. created Robot Chicken. Yeah. Is what I mean. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I've always confused the two. I couldn't uh, be able. To, I couldn't direct you to it because I don't think it exists on the internet anymore. But the co-creator of Robot Chicken, I interviewed many years ago uh, for an AOL thing. It was it did exist online for a long time. I don't think you could find it anymore. Thought you found all that shit. I found the Stan Lee interview I did, but that was on my computer that I had Aww. saved, and I thought it was like lost forever. And I found it on an old computer. And this was uh, those things were all posted. And at the time, you just think, oh, they're on the internet. They live forever. Websites don't come down. <laughs> It was early on, so you know you don't think like that. You know, you're all paranoid. I am that all my old pictures are just going to be gone one day if Facebook shuts oh, yeah. down. I try to save and back up so much stuff now. So Greg's telling Jimmy, "Well, at least you have a job." And he's like, "Well, the arcade's hiring." He's like, "Oh, what? A dollar fifty an hour to be in the whack a mole game?" He's like, did you see the guy that they're replacing? He talks like Muhammad Ali now. I'm like, Whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, I was like, come on, all right. <laughs> 90s, uh, early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Greg's like, hey, can you get me a job at Sweet Knuckle Junction? Which at this time, we don't know what that is. But Jimmy's like, no, I don't want to talk to my dad. And Greg's like, all right, well, if you're not going to call, I'm just going to keep doing this. And then for the next minute straight, he's just going, Jimmy, 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 Jim, 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 Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. <laughs> and it was 
in real life annoying. Yeah, because it, it went on for yeah. a long time. And he, he caves and he finally calls his dad. And his dad's name is Gil, played by Eugene Levy. And right off the bat, when you see the phone call between the two, you can tell that they have um like an interesting relationship with one another. There's a lot of subtle digs being thrown at each other as they're talking on the phone. I, yeah, I love subtle. I love Eugene Levy. Um, oh, me too. He's just he hasn't been in like a billion things, but like everything he's done is very well. Yeah, he has been in a lot of things, but like his iconic things are really iconic. Uh, I, I mean, mean most recently, dad man, Shit's <laughs> Creek is probably his most recent. You know what I thought yeah. was funny is this comes out after American Pie, but he looks younger here. He I does. feel like than when he's he in does. American Pie is just dead. Yeah, there's like a weird time vortex with this show because. We're coming right up on being introduced to Bob Gunton's character, who is the fucking warden in Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> is the guy who's the main character of this silly cartoon. And I don't know how you go from that to that. With that. It's just such a strange casting. Wherever the, <laughs> wherever the jobs take you. <laughs> Gil was excited when Jimmy first calls because he's thinking that he's asking for a job for him. He's like, oh, thank God you're finally growing up. Like, I knew eventually, you know, you'd like snap out of this and like, you know, try to find a real job for yourself. And he's like, no, I'm I'm actually calling for a friend of mine. He's looking for something. He's like, I knew you'd never grow up. And um, <laughs> I like during the phone call, this is this random like puppet that walks up. He was like, hey there, Gil. And he's like, not now. He's like, you're the man. <laughs> like, walks up. Yeah. Doesn't he at one point call him a, a pool boy? And then goes, I'm no, a pool I'm a man. pool man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Gil's also, he's trying to tell him, like, well, listen, you know, if you ever do want a job, like, will you please reach out to me? Like, because he had recently read something about how children of very successful parents, uh, you know, tend to, you know, not try to succeed in life almost as his way of, like, lashing out. So he's worried about him. Which is also just this weird way for him to compliment himself about how successful he is. And and as he's having the conversation, you see him walking onto the set of the show. So we find out that Sweet Knuckle Junction is like this children's show that his dad works on. Jimmy's like, you just babysit actors on some lame kitty show. And he's like, I'm a director. <laughs> I love the I love the name of the show. <laughs> it I sounds like like, like, like fighting words. I'm gonna take you to Sweet Knuckle Junction. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like it has a kids show vibe name, but there is yeah, there's some sort of air of um, the undertone. Darkness, yeah, yeah to, to it, with, <laughs> and, well, especially uh, once we meet the characters. Yeah, so he hangs up, and that's when they're gonna like set up a scene. So Gil calls action. Next to him, I'm like, right as this is happening, as he's getting into place, I'm like, hey, it's Sarah Silverman. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, look at that. She um she plays his boss in, in the show, Allison, in my humble opinion, looks phenomenal throughout the right, episode. I forgot how good she looked when she was young. She actually looks great now. I mean, if you're going to flash forward she, I have something all, years, I've yeah. had the biggest crush on her since the beginning of her introduction to D. I love her. So, she became a nut job. She's always been a nut job. I mean, she kind of had to be to be like, I mean, to be a female comedian back in like the mid to late nineties, early two thousand. She had to stand out. And she I feel was like, like I thought is... pretty innovative in that like really raunchy style that I feel like a mm, lot right. of other yeah, yeah. female comedians Almost like kind of nobody her can off do it. That. Nobody can like you get like your Amy Schumer's of the world who try 
and just suck at it like so hard. Um, she seems like the uh the not predecessor, what's the 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 one after? The aftercessor um <laughs> for uh like uh Janine Garofalo. Like no, I, I mean, they're, kinda, they're, they're different. Kinda, yeah, they they got a different vibe going on. But Sarah, the last thing I remember seeing Sarah Silverman in now is, is just it was like a video of her recording a podcast, apologizing for being mean to Paris Hilton. So that's like the last thing I've seen of her. Yeah, I only see her podcast stuff pop up. So in that Santa Inc. show that we always talk about and we'll probably do on Christmas because we're running out of Christmas shows. Yeah, there's not a lot of Christmas shows. But they get to running the show. And you can see it's this very PBS. And, and technically, I believe. Alice and Sarah Silverman's character works for PBS has that like Sesame street, Mr. Rogers type vibe. You see, like it's one of those shows where it's, you know, again, like a Sesame street where the, the cast is primarily puppets, but there's some humans sprinkled in there. Is that the weirdest like revelation? I'm like, why is there a vampire on this show? And I go, why is there a vampire on Sesame street? (laughs) Yeah. Like all of them, like Eureka's castle had bat Lee. (laughs) Like, why a vampire is a character on kids' show? So they can count. I thought this was, like, little... uh, Did anybody else, like... All right. I get that they're puppets, and obviously everybody knows the Muppets, but wouldn't you want to try to separate yourself a little bit more? Like, I, I thought the introduction of, like, the count thing was, like, too middling, you know? Like, no, try to I like how it. they reference it later on. Because they're either a parody, the they're either a parody of the Muppets or they're not. And I feel like at this point they just are. Now Greg is at, is a Muppet bunny, but he's a bunny. Does that mean that this is a real vampire in this world? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good question. Does he suck blood? <laughs> oh, you think Knuckle um, Junction is in reference to them being puppets? I don't know because they don't uh, have hands in the puppet in the in this world, so I don't know. Maybe they do, and like that's the big reveal at the end of the series that never happened. Is they are all puppets, and people are just insane now. <laughs> what happens if he got sucked the jizz out of that sock? Nope. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> the the show starts, and it starts with Professor Ape. Who's um played by Warren? It's funny because all the characters on this show, like the as far as the puppets go, kind of go by their actual names except for Warren, who's an actor who plays Professor Ape on the show. He's like not even like quite a monkey. Like when you look at him, like I wouldn't if you didn't. I got like a bear. Yeah, he problem. He's, he's very small. There's not a lot of detail to him. Now is that but, thing on his head a helmet or is it like a weird hat? I was. I don't know. To it was like it the out. cheapest of all the puppets. Outside of yeah, maybe it, it looked like it looked like one of like those, like the original football helmets. Yeah, yeah. yeah some of them, some of these puppets, like to the credit of who, whatever shot. I doubt Jim Henson touched this. Like some of them look great, and then there's a couple which is funny. Like the main character Greg, which is like they they put together and like looks like someone's mom just sewed it up real quick. <laughs> there's one really good one, and forgive me because they do say this on the show, but the gay bear. That's a yes, really that's yeah. A, he that's the name of the really case good. credited is Gay Bear. He's <laughs> <laughs> a really, really good Wonderful. puppet. Like, well, well, you know what I think puppet. it is? Is I if I was to guess, I bet from like the original public access show, I bet like Warren and Greg the Bunny come from that. And then like uh, when yeah. Fox took over, they probably like put a little bit more money into the newer puppets that got added on. 
That makes sense. Yeah, it's a very but, um, likely scenario. But yeah, so the scene in the show is Professor Apes doing a, a static electricity demonstration for everyone. So he's kind of rubbing two balloons on his chest and then uh, through static electricity leaves them there, which, which you know, makes them look like tits. Rochester Rabbit pops up and goes, can static electricity be used to line? And he can't remember his line. Come to find out the, the line is him just saying, can static electricity be used to light up like a Christmas tree? I messed up the line. Line. He says, <laughs> can static electricity be used to light up a Christmas tree? <laughs> and um, Rochester says, well, the only thing lit up here is Warren. And he's like, well, you know, at least I can remember my lines. And they start bickering. And then, you know, Gil, like, tries to, like, break it off a little bit. And the new boss is right there. So he's like, hey, listen, like, and points to Allison. Like, she's from PBS in the... You get the count going more like PMS. <laughs> Funny little joke. But yeah, and the light bulb came on. The, the second I saw that he was a rabbit and he struggled, it's like you automatically know what's going to happen. What's the plot of the show? Yeah. It, like, oh, he's the it, replacement. Going to be the replacement. Like He had this weird look in his eyes. Like, he looks he stoned. Like, I thought that was going to be the thing yeah, was that he was stoned, but they don't address him that way. He's actually accusing I, everyone else of being stoned. I think he was and i think a lot of this show got left on the cutting room floor yeah I, like, I that, thought like the was, whole like, scene you get in the credits later like i think oh, yeah, the, the time and other like stuff they they cut a lot out because i know later they reference how old he is now so maybe that was what they were going for visually a little bit too but yeah no, probably. I, I think i think for the for what they were probably originally aiming for it was probably supposed to be a little bit more druggy but they start rolling again and we see take after take of Rochester fucking up this one line. Take 11. And yeah, so it gets to about 20 takes or so when they finally cut. And Junction Jack, who, Nick, that's who you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. Uh, what's his name again? His real name? Yeah, did you ever say his real name or just his character's name from... No, his real name is Bob know. Gunton, but Bob um, did, did they even... Hold on. I'm curious to see if they even named him or if he's just called the conductor or whatever. He's just Junction Jack listed on this show. Junction Jack, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, but yeah, Bob Gunton is his real name. And that's he's also so the Houston Astros, uh, one of the Houston Astros mascots, Junction Jack. Really? It's just the name of the character just happens to be used in both. He's a jackrabbit. Oh, okay. So it's not <laughs> that guy. <laughs> like no. playing the same role, yeah. <laughs> just a very weird coincidence. Yeah, because <laughs> I was I was looking up his name. That's the first thing that came up. <laughs> I tried to look up Greg the Bunny trivia, and I just kept getting Bunny trivia. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of um like side info on the show. If you were looking up. Did you learn a lot about bunnies? <laughs> Did you go down the rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Did you guys know rabbits can't fart? Uh, wow. Actually, there's a rabbit farting in this episode, so that's terrible information. <laughs> I got a big LOL out of that. <laughs> I said with that part when we get to it, I'm like, oh, God, is going to green light now. Yeah. Wait, so what, like, oh, you know what? I think Gordo's wrong again. Hold on. No, rabbits can't produce gas. That's why if you give them gassy food, they'll die. Rabbits oh, do fart. In fact, rabbits fart a lot. It's an essential part of their digestive health. But while it might sound fun to have a <laughs> little tooting bunny run around, you probably won't hear Gordo, the rabbits buddy. fart very often. Where do you, where... 
I just I don't understand sources. you. Like it's like Gordo <laughs> has a different internet than everybody else. I got that Kim Jong internet. You, and you volunteered this information. This wasn't like <laughs> we came they up don't. out of nowhere to tell us this. <laughs> it's like you read Wikipedia after somebody edited it. <laughs> no, I had a rabbit and you can't give them gassy food because they can't fart. Are you sure it's not like a pigeon, like how they can't puke, and that's why like uh, Alka-Seltzer yes, will like fart. kill them? I don't know, man. I don't. F- I feel like anything that poops has to be able to fart. No, not necessarily. Why? Mm. Not necessarily. Hold on, I'll tell you. Can rabbits <laughs> fart? Nick just did that. He did that. We've gone over this. <laughs> I don't know now how long realizing- we're well, about Look, this look at him. Look at him. He's realizing he's wrong right yeah. now. <laughs> He's reading the whole article waiting for a line that might be a little it's ambiguous. It's like he read an article in his fever dream. <laughs> uh, okay, they can't vomit or burp. That's oh my what Nick God. said. That just <laughs> said. <laughs> Moving on. Gordon, well, you want to take a little nap until we get into later in the episode? We'll wake you up when it's time to green light. I got the pillow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyways, Junction Jack's pretty pissed off that Rochester can't get this line. So they're going back and forth. And when they're going, like, you know, and kind of throwing digs at each other, there's a point where Junction Jack calls him, like, a freaky little mutant. And that's when Warren kind of starts sticking up for for Rochester because he's also a puppet. And now Jack walks up and he uses his cigarette to pop one of Warren's balloon tits and calls him (laughs) Anna Nicole. This is definitely a moment where where Joe is going to regret not being here for this. Of of all times for him not to be here. (laughs) Joe has done his Anna Nicole impression in maybe 50 different episodes, none of which times were appropriate in the one time he could have done it. Yeah, yeah. It's also a, a dated reference that Joe hates, but would love, but more, he loves them more than he doesn't like them. He doesn't like ref- dated references if Zoe Deschanel makes them, and that's it. Joe it's not dated like references. He hates modern references. Yeah, he doesn't like modern references that well, modern become references dated become dated. Yeah, because he doesn't know them. <laughs> yeah, but dated like <laughs> like retro to go back in time. Those things, even though yeah. it, even though it dates the show, he's nostalgic for some of it, so he likes it. Um, well, for Joe Trim Spa, baby, I'm not saying the rest, but he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so after all this chaos. Allison says that she wants to talk to Gil and they cut to his office and she's telling him like, this can't continue. You need to fire Rochester. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like he's been here since episode one. And you look and there's like an old picture of the two of them together. And she's like, we need to find the next Elmo. If we want to reach a younger audience, he's like a younger audience. We already reached four year olds. How young do you want to go fetal? <laughs> I thought that line was really I thought that was funny. Now, I'm surprised they can reference Elmo and say she's the boss from PBS. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. that PBS yeah. allowed that. I mean, what you can... There's no rules against that. Like, you yeah, can it's say not like other, they're using them. So here, I think like the thing is, is you wouldn't want to say that because I guess in a sense you're promoting PBS on another network, right? But yeah. you can't... I mean, you could say other people's names. Like, you could, you know... I'm trying to think of a show that referenced another show. There's no I like. I think the rule argument becomes if if they can if they can angle it and saying you're using our names for your own promotion to better your show. You know what I mean? Like, 
almost like advertising us like that. There's a, there's a weird line. If you're kind of using someone else's intellectual property for your own game. Or so just saying can, she, yeah. Or just saying she's a boss from uh, PBS and then she's a terrible person that makes PBS that look too, bad. Yeah. They can. Right. And then it's like defamation or whatever. So Gil's like, I'm not standing for this. Like, you know, loyalty is my middle name. Like, there's no way I'm going to fire the star of my own show. And she's like, well, if you don't fire him, the network's going to end up canceling you guys. And that's when his tone changes pretty drastically. He's like, well, you know, I think we're kind of saying the same thing here. We're just not saying it the same way. Because I think at that moment, it's it's like he realizes, well, if that's how drastic it is, like loyalty is one thing. But if it's going to put me out of a job, then, you know, there is a point where you have to make that decision. Yeah, that whole rant is said only like Eugene Levy can. Like, it's very him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's one of those situations where I guess, like, it, it would be like, you know, where we keep saying them up. It's It sounds like he's one of the more top characters on the show. So that would almost be in, like, we have to replace Kermit or Fozzie or Garns, like yeah. a big character. Like, so that's a, that's a weird pill to swallow for something like this. And in reality, they just uh, changed the puppet here. <laughs> that that <laughs> happens. The- <laughs> yeah. And that's how you end up with a Kermit that doesn't sound anything like Kermit. <sighs> Don't get me started. All right, PGM. Awful. awful. No, but even the guy who's been oh, that's Kermit right. for yeah. like the that last 20 years him, did a yeah. phenomenal job. And I'll say this. Why did they replace him? I forget. There was just arguments with creative controls over He was very outspoken Kermit, who about voice forever. Yeah. The thing is, that, and I can't remember his name. Ferg, do you remember the guy who's been, who was Kermit for years? His name? Steve Wetmire. Yeah, so he... When you listen to him now, because he's been Kermit for so many years in our youth, we're like, that's Kermit's voice. And now this new guy sounds nothing like Kermit. But if you go back and watch early stuff when Jim Henson was the voice, he sounded very different than the Kermit we grew up with, too. So there is like a changing, you know, it's not like the Kermit we grew up with sounded just like OG Kermit. Like there was a change there in tone. He's closer, though, than the current guy, which is Matt yes. Vogel, which is the guy that's a scooter and a bunch of other Muppets. He just took yeah. on another role. But, yeah, yeah I know so, my Muppet shit. <laughs> I know a lot about Muppets. I'm not good with uh, some of the, the actual names, especially the modern guys. Now we get to the next scene, and it's Greg entering the studio to interview for the assistant position, which uh, when, when he gets to the gate outside, Jeff Ross is the guy playing the gate keeper which i thought yeah. was really funny i did too it's yeah it's just like every celebrity like d-list celebrity just paused. i wouldn't even call him a d-list but not like a well it's, not it's a funny too you either. see like all like, these links like like him and sarah comedians like they all just yeah, keep like popping done, up like yeah so much stuff together and it's funny because like other than like the roasts and stuff like you don't see jim ross in a lot of acting roles so it's kind of funny to see him pre all that stuff like as a smaller character yeah, show. actually, now that you say that, I only ever really know him from the roasts. That's I'm that's what, like, he, really he never like, pops up as like yeah. wait, a ma- like a star's best friend, like on a sitcom. Like, oh, Jeff Ross. Jay said Jim Ross, and I was like, when did I miss? <laughs> I don't think I did. We, yeah. We'll go. We can go he check broke the him in half. I don't think he I did. did. He said, no, Jeff you Ross. did. You did. I don't think I, don't I did, know. but but we'll. Those of you listening will be able to find out. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my ground and say that I didn't. I think he said Jeff. I think I would have picked up on it if he said Jim. I think we I'm not even kind of. Uh, I'm totally confident he said Jim. Are you going to be wrong? 
You know Jim Ross can't poop? <laughs> I'll poop all the time, can't. damn it. <laughs> That's why he calls it a slopper knocker. <laughs> During all that exchange, you'd see uh, Rochester flying into the studio in his convertible, which is, at first I thought it was because he knew he was being replaced, but I think it was just him being erratic. Yeah, it's just kind of, yeah. he's like yeah. the diva. So we cut inside, and you see this lineup of fabricated Americans who are all waiting oh, to audition. Oh, we glossed over, he, as he was walking in, he saw David Spade. Nope, we didn't, because it didn't happen. We didn't yet. hit that yet. But you know what makes me angry is, like, uh, Greg gets saved by this gate guy, so he doesn't get hit. And he also, like, asks him, hey, are you okay? And he replies with, thanks, rent a cop. It's like, man, fuck you. He, don't, he doesn't even say thank you. <laughs> I'm not rooting for you anymore, you stupid bunny. Ferg's got a soft spot for people who work in the security field. I do. <laughs> you don't appreciate all the little things we do for you. He even checked on him. He's a nice guy. He probably goes home to his security family at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Now that um we're inside, Warren walks into Gil's office. When Gil's trying to explain the situation, he's like, there's going to be some changes on the show. Warren thinks he's being fired. So he's like going off on him. Like, you spotty bastard. And he's going on and on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you know, we're getting rid of Rochester. We're going to replace him. He's like, oh, so you do read the suggestion box. <laughs> and from there is we cut to Greg walking around the back lot. Gordo, what happens at this point? Well, he clearly can't poop, uh, but he sees David Spade. He sees David Spade, but not really. He gets starstruck. He's like, oh, my God, my first celebrity. And he walks up to David Spade, and then um, that's not who he meant at the time. He looks over and sees that Count Blas is pulling up <laughs> and just leaves David Spade high and dry. David Spade is playing David Spade in this situation, but kind of gets just ignored and says that this whole place needs to be Probably sprayed. coming from the Just Shoot Me lot. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. A show that um, I'm kind of surprised we didn't do yet. I've wanted to kind of do it ever since we did Party Down. Because the the naked dude in Party Down was one of the main characters on Just Shoot Me. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Greg runs up to Count Blah, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm such a fan. He's like, oh, no, you're confusing me from the Count from Sesame Street. He's like, I don't know Big Bird. He's like, no, 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 no. I Like, I know who you are. And again, it's like, yeah, it's kind of funny to have him reference all that. But I, I do like. I do like that they have this character that is a blatant ripoff of Count Van Count, and they acknowledge Count Van Count yeah. in the episode. Hey, it's so not question. just a parody. They yeah. both exist. <laughs> yes. In this universe, are we to suspect that the actual Muppets are also real? Yes, because I feel like the Muppets play it that way, too, anyways. So well, yes, but yeah. Yeah, you have okay, to, because the Muppets are on Sesame Street. Sesame Street's been referenced, so the Muppets... Mm -hmm. Air, uh, exist. So, although they would never cross pads because of licensing, they are all canon. They all exist in the same universe. You know what's funny, Ferg? This is uh, this show is the boys to like regular superheroes. There's like the superheroes we all see in like the Avengers and stuff like that, and then the boys comes out, and it's like. This is probably more real to life how superheroes would be. <laughs> and now this show is how Muppets would be in real life. In real life Just yeah. divas driving around in convertibles getting fired. <laughs> See, it works in this one because they're not actual Muppets. The other characters 
But when we see it with the actual Muppets, I didn't like it because I don't want to think of Kermit having sex with Miss Piggy or <laughs> Fozzie trying to have sex with a human girl. Wasn't Fozzie trying to get rim jobs? No, that was Jay's joke with the other bear. Oh, oh okay, all right. That's Stop what it, it was. Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like when Greg's talking to um, Count Blood, he's like, you scare the piss out of me. Like, you... <laughs> He's so excited to talk to him. And the the, the the ongoing bit is the whole... So the thing with Count Blah is he always says Blah after every sentence. <laughs> so he keeps going like, oh, just calling me Blah, Blah. And he, so he says Blah after he says his own name. So he's saying Blah twice. He's like, um, okay, Blah, Blah. He's like, no, just call me Blah, Blah. So he's like, oh, all right, Blah, Blah. He's like, no, 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 no. Just call me Blah, Blah. <laughs> and... Um, I, and there was a point where he even goes, where Cowboy goes, let's not do this Abbott and Costello thing. He's like, just call me blah. Okay. Blah. Yeah. I mean, everybody was thinking it. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. He kind of, the joke was a little meta in that regard. Yeah. When we head back inside, that's when, um, Ferg, you mentioned gay bear, that gay bear is leaving his audition right now. He had a really, um, I thought it was David Cross. I looked, it wasn't, I thought it was David Cross's voice when I first heard it. And, Wait, uh, so I, I missed that. Sorry, I, I, um, Gay Bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Gay Bear leaves. Greg walks in. Now Greg again starstruck because he's seeing Warren, Professor Ape. He's like, "Oh, I've seen all your stuff." He's like, "Godspell, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat," <laughs> and and Warren's like, "If it was lame and about Jesus, I was there." So. <laughs> Now, Gil's trying to move this conversation along, and he's telling Greg to, you know, get started. Like, let you know, what do you do? At this point, Greg is under the assumption he's there for an interview to be like an assistant. Gil doesn't know that. Gil thinks he's just another guy auditioning to be, you know, the replacement for the show. So he's like, oh, you know, I can type 60 words a minute, and, you know, I'm a little wary of fax machines because I got my ears caught in them once. And he's like, oh, that's funny. He's like, think he, he thinks he's doing like a bit. Yeah. He's like, can you read? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I can read. <laughs> and as he's reading, he realizes that what he's reading is a script. He's like, wait a minute. Is this an audition? He's like, uh, yeah, you're an actor, right? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. <laughs> and you kind of see Greg's a natural. So it's all working out. He's very comfortable and loose. At one point in the dialogue, they talk about snowballs. And then he kind of goes off script. He's like, I even wrote a song about snowballs. So now he's just singing, like ad-libbing about this snowball song that he knows and you get that time lapse so as the snowball song is happening we flash forward into the same room and now allison and her whole team of people are there watching greg's second audition Mm -hmm. and it looks like they're kind of all on board she she leans over to gill and says uh he's cute he's quick and his improv like he's like robin williams it's like yeah but not as hairy I almost would have preferred if he didn't realize it was an audition until oh, like he was the in front of the through. camera later. Yeah. That could have like been good. The job. That, that could have explained stage fright a little bit better. It could have blindsided yeah. him. I think they did a good job of the stage fright, in all honesty. Because like, well, he's yeah, not I mean, an actor. They, they, do, they do figure out a way to make it make sense. So while this is happening, and even though everyone's like pretty on board... Allison does express concerns like, 
well, he's great, but can he carry the weight of a whole show on his like shoulders? And ultimately, you know, Gil, this is on you. If you want to go forward with them, if this fails, this is your fault, which is kind of weird. I'll say like, if we're going to dissect lines like that, like she's very pro him, but then if this yeah. doesn't work. It's your head. Like maybe she should have showed a little bit more resistance when, when they watch the audition, mm. but uh, Gil ultimately makes the decision to hire him. Allison walks over and tells Greg, like, hey, like, we want you on the show. Greg's pretty overjoyed and starts to hug her leg. Maybe a little humping as well as he's doing that. Yeah, she asks, is he hugging me or just... Well, rabbits are known to hump a lot. That that is the joke. It is kind of their thing, yeah. That's their thing. Just humping and fighting. See, rabbit facts. Yeah. Now, in the next scene, we see Jimmy walking down the hallway, and he's got, like, a phone up, and he's like, oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see the look on my dad's face when he finds out that I'm your agent. Turns out that that phone's a decoy. Greg's actually hiding inside of Jimmy's shirt. And there's a point when, as they're walking down the hall, they walk past Junction Jack, and Greg's, like, overwhelmed and, like, jumps out, and he's like, oh, my God, I love you, Junction Jack. And he thinks it's Jimmy who's talking to him. He's like... Shouldn't you be loving girls? <laughs> oh god. This shows lines like I don't and I'm not sure that some of them were meant to be as funny as they are. Yeah, that one uh, that one caught me, but yeah, I don't think it was like it was funnier than maybe intended. I didn't even laugh when he said it. I laughed when you said it. <laughs> I laughed when he said it. I thought it was funny. Because it just was so absurd to me. <laughs> so now Jimmy walks into his dad's office and he lets him know that he's Greg's agent and he's there to negotiate. And Gil's like, how do you even know Greg? And that's when Jimmy explains that that's my friend that I called you about for the assistant job. And, you know, he's not even an actor. Like, and you hired him for your show. And now Gil's starting to panic. He's like, oh, fuck. Because ultimately, again, if this doesn't work out, you know, it was it's all on the line. It's his fault. And Gil's talking about how he needs a seasoned professional. Jimmy's like, what do you need, like, range from, like, for this show? It's, Hody Junction Jack, cat spelled C-A, where's the pickle? (laughs) 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 I I thought that was all pretty funny. I thought um, that was going to potentially lead to him being Junction Jack. Jimmy ending up on the show with some role, too, you know? Me, too. Okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) Wait a a minute, do that again. So now Greg's telling him, like, don't worry, like, don't let Jimmy make you so nervous about this. And that's when Gil starts telling Greg, you know, know, this is going on a big network. And, like, and that's when Gil explains to Greg, like, no, like, I'm going to have to explain to the network that you had to take a job on an Olsen twin movie. And that, like, even though I tried to get you signed, like, we just couldn't get the contract out fast enough. And Greg's like, well, where does that leave me? He's like, oh, no, you're fired. Now, that's a timely reference, though, an Olsen (laughs) movie. Yeah. But in 2002, is that still, like, a thing? I feel like that might have been over. Oh, they were definitely still popular then. They were, like, the the National Enquirer They were They had to have been at the end, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about, like, the... Actually, as I look... Didn't they do a movie right around this time? 2002, when in Rome. Yeah. yeah. So they were still um, they were still trucking away at this point. Oh, hmm. Little did I know. 
New York Minute didn't come out for two more years. Yeah, this was the height of Olsen popularity. My apologies to the Olsen twins. The one that didn't kill Heath Ledger. Ledger. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to think about their sister. Um, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Because she seems older, but is like five years younger than them. Well, you know what it is, is we stopped seeing the Olsen twins at a younger age. And we weren't really introduced to her until she was an adult. So it's like a whole different thing. So now we cut back to the apartment and Greg's taking a bubble bath in the kitchen sink when Jimmy walks in and he's notably mad at Jimmy for blowing this for him. Rightfully so. Yeah, completely justified. Yeah, he he sabotaged it entirely. He's like, hey, did you see what was on TV this morning? He's like, no. He's like, not me. (laughs) (laughs) And Jimmy's like trying to apologize. He's like, it was an accident. I didn't mean to like, you know, cause all that. Yeah, um, that's when we get Greg blowing some bubbles in the in his in the tub. He angrily farts in the bath. He's like, "Come on!" Me. He's like, "I have dishes in there." <laughs> dishes that's not like there. you're not gonna wash them. <laughs> Listen, although true, Gordo, I would still be upset <laughs> if dirty fart dishes was dirty fart water. <laughs> oh, I guess that that disproves my rabbit fat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aside from the fact that real facts disproved it, yes, this Muppet farting. Yeah, Gordo, Um. let's backtrack. First (laughs) off, first off, we mentioned this earlier. Second, (laughs) no, it doesn't because Greg's a puppet and the show's not real. So just because the the puppet farted doesn't necessarily mean that actual rabbits fart or not. The fact that the fact that and by the way, I hate that like this is the first time we've had to mention bunny farts in this episode. (laughs) But but here we are. Oh, God. Did you know that rabbit's teeth never stop growing? I did know that, actually. That's They have to, like, constantly gnaw them down. Like they, yeah. Oh, I was going to say. I so learned they, that from Angry yeah. Beavers. Isn't that? It's the same reason. What is it? The saber-toothed tiger died off. Really? Really? <laughs> no. I was hunting. Am I thinking? What's the, like, the the the... Sabretooths aren't still around, right? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it, it, it didn't don't they say that it's because that their teeth never stopped growing and it made it made it hard for them to like eat. They got stuck in the ground. They and then, <laughs> yes. And then when Pangea yeah. ripped apart, they couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God, <laughs> Man, so um, the Ice Age, and then their their prey died out, so they died out. So they just died with all the other dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Did you I thought, I thought, borrow one of Gordo's encyclopedias? <laughs> Listen, I got all my facts from from BunnyLady.com, oh my who God. also says that these are thirty three awesome rabbit facts. To now wait a minute! You friends. claimed earlier in the episode you got your fact because you had a bunny, and your mom said it can't fart. Don't feed him that. Gordo went to a flea market ones. and bought like some old um, CD-ROM encyclopedias, like discount ones, but it was like in Curta, not in Carta. This <laughs> is full of old fake facts. In Curta? Uh, no, but apparently my friends are not impressed with my rabbit facts. Because they're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, they're not real. They're, they're not facts. About that. They are. Yes, they're they rabbit are. Fables. Like, rabbits could turn their ears 180 degrees. You can't okay. just look up rabbit facts now and pretend that you have this wealth of <laughs> rabbit knowledge. You started to go back again. 
this all started with you going, I went down this rabbit hole, no pun intended, of reading all these facts about bunnies and then just started with one that was completely uh. incorrect. <laughs> like Wait, Somebody needs like, to subscribe, Gordo, to rabbit facts, yeah. text messages. Nobody, like, nobody asked for them. You just volunteered this information that because of this show, you started reading all this bunny information before we started recording. I did. You guys are not thoroughly impressed. Because you gave us a wrong answer to start off. <laughs> How could no, we ever I, Now I have again? to question every rabbit fact you give. No. <laughs> no. Anyways, Jimmy tells him that, hey, I have a plan. Like, let's just head to the station and... I think I know how to get my dad to give you your job back. And then we cut back to Gil's office and it's just Jimmy begging. He's like, please, please. And Gil's like, I don't have time for this. We have a show to record in 10 minutes. And at the time he's on the phone telling whoever he's talking to, like, I don't know. He's like, just get gay bear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. This is never going to be a point where the character of gay bear won't be funny to me. Um, I started looking up, like, I want to look up who the voice actor was. Don't look up Gay Bear. I'm like, I can't Google Gay Bear. Uh, Well, (laughs) I would say the easier way is to just go to the IMDb for the episode and just look at the short character list. Um, That's not quick in real time. I think, actually, Gay Bear is actually, the the voice of Gay Bear is the same guy who did Comp Law. Oh, okay. Because I did check that earlier when I thought it was David Cross. As Jimmy and Greg are, like, continuing to beg for you know his job back that's when allison happens to walk by and she sees greg and stops to talk to him and she's like well what happened to that olsen twin movie and jimmy jumps in he's like oh you know gil lured lured him back you know he was basically begging it was pretty pathetic (laughs) and she's like well you know the important thing is that greg's here and he's like yeah and i'm here too and she's like yeah the important thing is that greg's here And um, she takes off and goes like, what the hell are you doing? We have to do the show in like five minutes now. And now the whole fate of the show rests on your furry little friend's shoulders. And now, like, as he's saying that, that's when Greg starts to get worried about this. That's when he's realizing, like, the, the, the panic setting in because he has to perform. Well, he says if he fails, the show will get canceled. And that's right. What really so it's like the, the added the added pressure that comes with it. But then, like, after he gets them all nervous, he just looks at him. He's like, now just go out there and have some fun with it. <laughs> and he leaves. We cut to the set again of, um, Knuckle, was it? Knuckle Junction? Knuckle Junction, <laughs> but, yeah. But something, something Knuckle Junction. Why am I forgetting? It's, um. Oh, yeah. Um, Sweet Knuckle Junction. Sweet Knuckle, Sweet Junction. Knuckle Junction. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you. <laughs> Greg's in, like, the hole where Rochester used to be, like, where he would come out of. He's like, it smells in here. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, Rochester used to uh, pee in an old coffee can in there. He's like, welcome to the dream factory. (laughs) (laughs) So dirty puppets. (laughs) So the show starts in Junction Jack's working on his train. He's like, and um, (laughs) I don't know. I really like Count Fly. He's like, oh, what's wrong with the choo-choo blah? (laughs) Vampires are always funny, man. What's wrong with the choo-choo blah? And he's um he's telling them, well, you know, Rochester was supposed to oil up the train, but I guess he forgot. And they're all like, well, that's not like him. Where where could he be? And that's when you cue Greg, and he comes up, and he's just, like, shaking uncontrollably, and he can't talk. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did think they, 
for such a simple puppet, I think they actually conveyed it really well because he looked terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so Gil cuts and everyone behind the scenes is starting to panic a little bit because they know the fate of the show is kind of on the line here. And Gil sends Jimmy over to talk to Greg and Greg starts venting about how like, you know, this is so important and it's all up to me to keep the show alive. And Jimmy's like, okay, so don't blow it. He's like, wow, not since Vince Lombardi has anyone given such a rousing and inspirational speech. <laughs> He's like, how car he's like, how hard could this be? He's like, look at your co-star over there. And you just see like one of the puppets just chomping on crayons going, This one tastes like purple. <laughs> <laughs> this one got a good laugh. I thought that was really funny. I didn't see that coming. And that was, I guess, enough of a confidence booster when when Greg saw him, he's like, Yeah, oh, wait a minute. Of course I could do this if he can do it. He's like, let's do this. So Purple Jimmy is Rush- grape. What? <laughs> Did you say hey, purple is grape? Yes. Purple crayons? Oh. I thought he said great. <laughs> no, no, grape. I've never <sighs> ate a purple crayon, um, but you find them to You're taste like out. grapes? Yeah. <laughs> Explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jimmy rushes over to his dad like, say action, say action. And um, they start back up again. And now Greg's doing great. He's really confident. He announces himself as Greg the Bunny. And he's like, I'm here to read a letter from my Uncle Rochester. This just goes, dear everybody, I'm never coming back. Goodbye forever, Rochester. So that's how they wrote him <laughs> off the show. They didn't put too much thought into it. Yeah. So they cut and everybody's pretty happy. And they're, and they're all excited about how this went down. Gil's like, all right, now we just need to get a quick close-up of you um, popping out of the hole. So they set up the shot and they go back and he's like, all right, action. And that's when Rochester pops up out of the hole with them and he's holding scissors to Greg's neck. And, uh, you know, I didn't see, I this, didn't coming. see this coming at all, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Neither did I. Like, I had no idea that this was the path that this episode was going to take. It totally caught me off guard. I liked it. How was he in there without Greg knowing? <laughs> Yeah, right. It's much That's bigger down said. below. You know what bothered me at times was when you look at it, that hole, like when they're doing the show, like Rochester is a lot bigger than Greg the Bunny is. Yeah, so when and he Rochester's comes out. And Rochester's like, he's like the right size for that hole. When Greg's coming out of it, it's like, oh, this doesn't look right. He's like, he's too yeah. small of a character. Well, that's why the next scene is, he said they want to get the close-up of him coming out of the hole so you get the, clo- the correct size. Yeah, so obviously this is going to be... um a little bit of a chaotic situation now because he's going to try to kill him and he's good. Rochester, my friend, don't do it. Blah. He's like, give me one reason why I shouldn't. He's like, Oh, prison rape. Prison rates. Prison rates. Oh, the taxes are terrible. Blah. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. Yeah. You gotta watch out for that prison rate. <laughs> Come oh my on. God. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I don't hear that well. That was, Ironically, I'm also yeah. the audio engineer. Yeah. One the, half um, the audio engineer of the show. The, pri- the, prison, the prison rape line, I think, was my favorite line of the entire episode. <laughs> that was a good rape. one, yeah. Because <laughs> they don't hang on it either. They move right past it. No, yeah. He, yeah. Just, he, he panics. <laughs> he, just, he says it and they move <laughs> yeah. on. And now Warren's trying to calm him down. And then in that, like, Rochester makes, like, a offhanded comment about his ex-wife. And that kind of starts all this chaos. Junction Jack 
threw a knife? Is that what he threw? <laughs> yeah, he has a random. I didn't know dagger. what he threw either. Yeah, yeah, he like th- he like throws a knife, and then Warren starts chunks choking out Junction Jack, and like you you get the shot <laughs> of like Junction Jack. He's being choked, and you as as they're going back, Warren's is going die for me, Jackie, die for me, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ. They they I don't know how to explain it like the mayhem that they are able to convey with muppets and with human puppets and with humans is uh really impressive that they were able to do it this way. It must have been really tough to shoot. Tight but, shots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be tight it shots. all worked really well in the end. It was fun. It, it, it was a really fun scene. The show being on Fox is a real bummer because I feel like if it came out 10 years later and was on a streaming platform, it would have got like 13 seasons. Yeah, like, it's weird. You know, it, in uh, the wrong knows, time. Like, toning yeah. it down, I from what I wrong read, network, toning it I down think. was more like on the showrunner. The showrunner's getting a lot of the heat for it. So it wasn't even so much the network. But who knows where like those directions came from. Fox typically didn't mind pushing the envelope a little bit, so... It just also wasn't a time where, like, people were like, oh, I want to watch a puppet show for adults, where, like, I think these days it would have been like, oh, that's funny, in modern times, where... Yeah. Yeah. I'm too cool for puppets. (laughs) I'm a 90s, 2000s person. (laughs) I just want to listen to Hinder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, you want me to watch this puppet show before I go to see Puddle of Mud tonight? <laughs> Did you know rabbits can't make puddles of mud? <laughs> Just little pellets. Pellets of mud. <laughs> but I think this show would even worked on, like, Adult Swim and would have been a hit. Just, like, all those, like, yeah, adult I think it's, Oh, for sure. Just... Entirely the networks. Um, or even, like, a, yeah, like, a Comedy Central or... Adult Swim would, yeah, I think Adult Swim probably would have been the best. You probably could have also got uh, maybe not with... Adult Swim. Adult Swim was like short form, like fifteen minute cartoons. Like, I don't Swim, think it would have worked. Work if they did almost like a spinoff of just Sweet Knuckle Junction. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Could have did like yes. fifteen yeah. minute episodes of Sweet Knuckle Junction, and maybe made them a little bit more adult than like what the refined product for kids is supposed to be. Like, that could have definitely worked, too. Didn't they do uh, a puppet show similar to that? Like, I want to say that Cartoon Network did at one point. The only thing I can think of was that sketch that was on Chappelle's show. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. My dick like it owes me money. (laughs) (laughs) We're herpes. What about MTV? Were they doing TV shows at this point? Well, they were doing TV shows. I don't know if they had anything puppet-based. Um, yeah, this is like post, like, Beavis and Butthead era. So yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Like the post and Daria style. and stuff. But weren't they, they were doing mostly, um, like, Jackass and shit. At this point, Jackass was just about to start up, I think. Like, right yeah, around 2000, here. Yeah, end of 2003, early 2004. Yeah, so right around there. I I, I want to say it's that earlier, late 90s is where, like, you got a lot of those MTV cartoon shows and, like, all that stuff. The oddities and stuff like that. Mm, like Todd the Head. And then when was Crank Yankers? Crank Yankers was right around here? That was here? Comedy Central, but I'm not sure what year. 
That's a look it up easily. Crank Anchors was also O two. Um, okay. Big puppet year. <laughs> I wonder how much the Jerky Boys had to do with it because it's like a decade later, right? But I feel like Crank Anchors is just puppet Jerky Boys. Well, yeah, it's prank calls. I mean, yeah. Only they used like they had so, a lot of like top comedians doing yeah, some true. of the ones for for Crank Anchors. Long story short, this show probably would have done better on like multiple other networks. Yeah, timing, timing where it landed, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So to get back into this though, there's that whole you know the brawl still going on, and you see just Jimmy walk up, and he eventually just like knocks Rochester out, just like throws a punch at him, and that's how he <laughs> yeah. frees up Greg. Hey Rochester, he just fucking clubs him. Yeah. Imagine punching a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's asking Greg if he's going to be okay after he pulls him out from, you know, saving him from Rochester. He's like, yeah, this place is full of freaks. I'm going to fit right in. (laughs) And it just kind of ends with like narration from uh, Greg, as you see the brawl kind of happening in the background. And he's saying, so puppets and humans may seem different, but in the end, we all want the same things, love, acceptance, and to luck our way into a cushy job that we really don't deserve. (laughs) It's true. It's very yeah, true. I mean, it's the American dream. True. <laughs> yep. And then you get that uh, end credit scene, which was, it was like an earlier, it like, it, it placed itself, like, probably would have been, like, a quarter into the episode, because it's just Warren and Rochester at a bar together, and this is after Rochester found out he was being fired, and Warren's aware because he's been helping with the interviews, uh, the auditions, rather, and he's pretending he doesn't know. And that's kind of all that scene was, him just, like, venting at the bar, which... I'm trying to think of those other shows, like Bernie Mac, we did not that long ago, and it's the credit scene, instead of being like bonus material or fo- furthering, it's just like yeah. legit, you can tell it's just a cut scene that they just kind of throw in there, which right. yeah. I, I don't always love that. Bernie Mac was the airport, right? Yeah, and yeah. The, the Bernie Mac one was terrible because it was just like, it was confusing because it was so out of sequence to throw yeah, that It led there. into the scene we ended up getting, and like it even yeah. like showed the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was similar to that. Like, it was just, they were like, oh, we just need some, we need like X amount of seconds of footage we didn't use to just roll credits over. I think there was probably a lot of that cut. Like, I I think there's a whole subplot with him, like going down a wrong path after getting fired, but it's only a 20 minute show. So what can you do? (laughs) Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, that was, that was a whole episode. We kind of bombed through that a lot quicker um, than most episodes. The power of being a foreman and having your um your big tangent guy out this week because he hates the fans so much. Yeah, old whiskey <laughs> yeah. and water over there doesn't go on one of his tirades so, about um, something. <laughs> so yeah, so that was uh that was all of whiskey you know Greg the Bunny, and again there weren't a lot of other facts you know when you're trying to read up on it. These shows don't have a ton of info on here, and then even like with streamers, there's nowhere to stream this right now, but. This episode was available right on YouTube, so if anyone wants to watch it, go on YouTube. You can watch it through one of those third, like Amazon says you can watch it, and then when you go to Amazon to watch it, it says you need to Pay do for a it. free subscription of this other service through it, which it is a, it's a tangent for a whole other time. I hate that they do. I hate that Google will yeah. say, oh, it's available on Amazon, and 99% of the time, that's not fucking true. Like, they right. want you to get something else, but... Yeah, this is not uh, an easy-to-find show right now. Unless you go on, I mean, like, 
in <laughs> full. You, you, you can go the first episode pretty easy. Yeah, like, again, it, it's only, well, 13 episodes. It was 11 that made it to air. It's not and, easy to like, legally find. <laughs> you probably find it in five seconds. And I do want to see oh, if the, like, the, the other, like, the IFC stuff comes up, because I saw, like, they did a lot of parodies. Like, I guess they did, like, a Pulp Fiction thing and some other ones. So I, I kind of want to see that stuff. I kind of want Muppet crossovers now. Make it happen, Disney. <laughs> yeah. I want to see um, Count Blah and Count Von Count have, like, a, like something together. <laughs> like, two butt cheeks. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> But yeah, we've um, we covered it, and you know, there's really not much else to say, you know, unless you guys have any additional. Go to why don't you hit us with one more bunny fact before we move forward? Wait, let me get. The oh, fact don't put me on ready. the spot. But okay, hold on. Here goes. Here goes nothing. Let me pull out a random bunny fact here. Rabbits don't like to be held. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, well, with that, <laughs> you know, time to do the green light or cancel. Uh, at this time, we are down one person. So in the event of a tie. Joe's going to green light it. <laughs> just, Joe, Joe, just count Joe it now. Yeah, I know. Joe's just shows. skipping the green yeah. light. Joe, Joe green lights most shows. Um, but again, you can go to s1e1pod.com. Gives you all the links to where you can follow us. Our Instagram specifically, there's always a graphic at the end of the week that will show you how we voted. So in this case, you'll see all four of our votes along with Joe's will be added there because we don't know how he's voting yet. But with that in mind, we'll get into ours. So, Nick, I'll start with you. So this one is, um, excuse me, this one's a little tough only because of one thing. I wasn't, I'm not really sure that I needed more. Okay, so I really enjoyed this. Um, A lot of, uh, I, I got a lot of good laughter out of it. I liked the characters. I just, and it's probably just a me thing, not really being huge into this, uh, this puppet. Th- and and I like the Muppets too, which is weird, but I don't know if I, I just don't know if I wanted more of this. And so I, I don't know. I think I'm going to green light it because I feel like it's really just a me thing that would lean towards cancel. This is, it's a good show. It's, it's, it's well written. It's very well acted and. Uh, the all the the puppets were hysterical. The interaction between the humans and the puppets was also really funny. It's it's it was just done really well. I just personally am not in love with the lore of it, and I maybe just make a movie out of it and call it quits. But I don't think that's a good enough reason to cancel it necessarily overall. So I at the end of the day, it's it's going to be a green light for me. Ferg. I'm the opposite. I'm in love with the lore. I need to know more. I want to know this world where puppets walk around all the time and it's just life. Um, I love the premise of this show. Um, I love that it's despite being like the cre- a creator of Family Guy and a creator. Well, not a creator. I'm sorry. A Family Guy actor and the creator of Robot Chicken. It's just not it's not joke a second joke. It's just funny situations, which is more my comedy like i don't need like a cutaway joke every two minutes and go oh that's so random this was before the cutaway era yeah this is a better time and like i said i i love all the puppets they all had their own personality and i would love each i'm probably gonna try to track down the rest of this show because i want to know more about count blah and i want to know if uh Rochester comes back as a character because it kind of seems like i did want to know that too does he stick around together 
and just lots more. Like, so you know, it kept me wanting more, and that's the easiest green light I can give. I'm would green light anything with puppets anyway, but yeah, green light from Ferg. Gordo. Yeah, I'm gonna green light this too. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Uh, there were 13 episodes made of this show. I want to watch all 13. Um, the first episode really kind of hooked me. I want to see the rest of the world. I want to see now Greg being inserted into this crazy kind of acting world. Uh, and yeah, not much else. Uh, green light for me. Yeah, so I think when we talked in the front of the episode, I'm the only one who seemed to remember the show, really, or like anything that happens in it. But not much, but I do remember watching it when it came out. But obviously not a lot stuck uh, coming into now rewatching it. And I will say, this is the most I've enjoyed a show we've covered, like, in a while. Like, I really liked watching this episode. It was just really fun, went by quick. You know, I don't, I like things that are just kind of a simple, easy show. Um, it, I just, I don't know, it really, it did it for me. And like Ferg, I'm a big Muppet guy. So I think because it's kind of in that world, like, you know, it, it, it plays to my humor with that stuff. And I don't know, it just, it, it was real good. We, you know, we talked about it earlier. I think it was just bad timing or wrong network, something. I do think there was a world where this show could have had a much stronger run, but unfortunately it didn't. But as far as the S1E1 crew goes, Four out of four, we will see Joe's vote, most likely a green light. If you guys listen to us every week, you'll know Joe's historically green lights most shows. I just want to say, too, I, I said I wasn't in love with the lore, and Ferg Ferg's green light mentioned how he did love the lore. I do like the lore of this show, but they're never going to explain it. If they didn't, they didn't touch on why they are They could have with are. more seasons. Maybe, yeah. yes, but uh, yeah, no, I do like the lore. I just, I don't like being in the dark about it, I guess is my point. But it's a world of puppets, you know. I, just, I guess, just, yeah, I guess kinda, you can't take it too seriously. We're just to assume that this is just how the world is. In this in this right. version of the world, puppets just also exist. I don't think there was like a magic thing that happened where puppets started coming to life. You know, I'd love to see, like, think about these days, if one of your favorite characters from a show just suddenly got replaced, the internet's pure anger yeah. and rage probably from me <laughs> i would love to see like the internet's reaction to greg replacing rochester like no yeah. he's a beloved character yeah. what the fuck well you know we brought up family guy because seth green and remember when they killed brian off well that was supposed to be a thing <laughs> and brian like, i don't even really i don't even watch family guy and i was like what the fuck you can't kill him <laughs> i think that was their plan all along probably but um, sad nonetheless when they did it. But yeah, uh, to go back, congratulations to Greg the Bunny. Uh, you get the green light from us. You do live on and see another one. So I want to thank Ryan. all of you guys for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for suggesting the show. Again, sorry Joe couldn't be here and that he hates you and everyone else who listens to the show. But this was episode <laughs> two of Fanuary, so three more fan picks to go. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, for your continued support, maybe you can be part of Fanuary 2025 when we do this again. But um, that's all the time we have for this week. Catch us next week with another new episode. Until then, thank you. Goodbye. Did you guys know that milk is not good for rabbits? What about rabbit milk? I think we got the best bathtub sink fart. 
for the record, Joe would have went with uh, prison rape. Oh yeah, I but, was thinking prison. Yeah, 